time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. Welcome to the Gore and Maul Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, the Lady Araza. And joining me as always, your Dark Lord of motherfucking knowledge, Chad Christman. What's up, bitches? Yes, and Big Johnny D. What's up, Gorehounds? And here to protect and serve is Detective mm. Bob. Here's Johnny. There it is. Protect, serve, and cuddle. You know, shouldn't shouldn't John have been saying that? He's Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brody. Uh, that right there. I, real quick, I have to say, I saw that earlier. Oh. So, you know what? I was actually not having a bad day, but it was one of those days where it just wasn't going right. And uh, boss man sent me that. You know what, man? It just, I even said, I was like, I needed that. Thank you. (laughs) You know what? Things just work that way. You know what? I think Chad would look sexy as fuck with a giant fluffy beard. Mm -hmm. Uh, No? Pull it off. I think you could do it. Penguins do good again. You'll see it. Playoffs. Did you you ever rock? You rocked a beard before? Yep. Oh, I'm rocking a playoff beard every year. Yeah. Like I said, the Penguins have to do good, and then we then we get to see some scruff. Okay, Rangers uh, yeah. first. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. So uh, this is the revival of Louder Sports. Uh, I'll see you guys on the next episode <laughs> of Gordmore. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, guys. Uh, so let's start it off with a slice of life. Big Johnny D, what did you do? What's up, buddy? Well, let's see. I did have a little bit on the computer this week. Uh, busted out some more hours on Cold Fear. And uh, yeah, that was uh, now that I'm actually getting into like the gravy of the game. The gravy. Like it's I'm definitely liking it, dude. Like it was a little bit hard to pick up off the like I said, the controls, blah, 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 wonky. But once you really get into the story, man, like it's hard to kind of put down. Uh, I did beat my other game. I've been repping on really hard uh, Revenant. So I had one of those like sad gamer moments to, where it's like it's over. To, but it's, to answer that, Brody, uh, when it comes in, it does actually have a reddish tint to it. Does it? You're a yes, ginger, aren't you? Yes. You're a fucking you're a red beard pirate, dude. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Stephanie, does the carpet match the chin? Uh, oh, there we go. Keep going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I uh, I got to watch this. I love this movie, dude, but it's been a it's been at least a good decade, if not more, since I've seen it. And I think even watching it only as a kid, I only ever saw it on TV. I've never actually got to see the full, like legit version of it. Nice. nice. So this was. Yeah, um, it was very nice. Uh, other than that. Did a little bit more demoing on my house, you know. Demo day! Yeah, put some, uh, did the old Al Borland, put some drywall up, continued on a little bit more. Uh, now we're getting into the shit part where spackling and anybody that's done that or does that. Oh, fuck that, dude. I hate it. <laughs> spackling and sanding, man. Fuck that. You can never pay me enough. But other than that, man, just enjoy myself. Chad, brother, how you been, buddy? I've been well. Haven't been up to much, you know, just work as usual. Uh, what else? <laughs> um, <laughs> just had a pretty quiet weekend. Didn't really do much. Just did some more Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, that is a very 
in-depth game. Yeah, I was gonna say, dude. I know you could definitely put in some like hard hours in that shit. Oh yeah, you could put in a lot That's of a pretty hours. Pretty good looking room, if you ask me, Steph. We would have the cops called on us like there you a million go. times in one night. Yeah. Hmm. Bobby, put your fucking pants on. Chad, keep going. Woo! <laughs> but yeah, not much has been going on. Uh, I went up to Ollie's yesterday to pick up some books for the kids, and I got decent graphic novels. Dude, they can definitely have God. some sweet comic grabs for sure. Oh, dude, they have some fantastic stuff. They had volumes two and three of the complete uh, Age of Apocalypse storyline. Nice. But not volume one. But I already have the comics anyway, so don't bother buying them. Those are pretty sweet ones. I got some old school Suicide Squad. Yeah, you can definitely like spend some time just going through all their shit, dude. Just cause, hey, yeah, this is a good opportunity to plug comic stuff. What? <laughs> what would that be there, Big Johnny D? What is that? Oh, well, this is a sweet shirt that you can get uh, right off of our website. Okay. And uh, repping the boys over at Comics and Kaiju if you'd like <laughs> to give me the sauce. <laughs> and if you're wondering, you know, where are all these awesome podcasts, you know, what are they all under? They're under this sweet name right here. Hey! I can't do it right now because my wow. uh, wearing the mask does not make you uh, louder. By the way, uh, well, this is a disclaimer. But it does, uh, but it does make you fifty percent sexier. Yes, yeah. that is true. Uh, we have done studies. We have not that Johnny needs thousands of dollars out of sex. pocket. True. Multiple studies, and it has been certified to make you fifty percent more attractive. But see, Johnny both, both sexy. He's already sexy. <laughs> Look at so I got 150. All genders. I'll take it. Well, John, you got a 200. <laughs> I, unla- I, un- uh, I unlocked my hidden potential with the Project Louder face mask. There you go. Uh, it's like yeah. ultra instant, buddy. I like to do it. It was nice. I, got, I wore it all day at work today. It was a nice, comfy mask. Nice. Uh, and I have a big, fat head, man. And I was afraid it was going to really stretch out in the ears, and it did not. So. Sick. But yeah, no, not much is going on. I like it, and I finally got a chance to watch this movie. This is actually my first time viewing it. Yeah, I'm glad I'm you're there, all. I'm, I'm like halfway into it, and I messaged TJ. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, but I'm going to disappoint you guys. And he's like, immediately, he's like, you love it, don't you? <laughs> Fuck. We'll get into that. But I'm, yeah, I. You know what? I almost wish like this is one of those ones where I wish we could all been sitting in the same room to watch you watching it. Oh, that. You know what I mean? I would have like, been a. Fun day, yeah, that would be hell for sure. What's up, Heather? I don't see the big old there, group chat on the side for some reason. It's not popping up. I got mine. You right don't? There. I see it. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, Man, for yeah. Some, for some reason, my internet is like not the greatest. Yeah, you you get a, a little laggy, a little laggy. But Bob, sorry, yeah. What'd you do this week, Bob? What did I do? I spent some time with uh my family this weekend that I haven't seen in a while due to all the COVID bullshit. So that's what we, me and my mother were doing. Um, Horror-wise, uh, there wasn't too much horror going on this weekend. So uh, that was pretty much about it. But then I got to watch this. I've seen this movie. Oh, it had to be about 15 times already. And I love it, but I hate it. It's a love-hate movie for me. Okay. So, and well, when we discuss it, you know, we'll get into it. 
but I still love to watch it. I think it's a wonderful version of Stephen King. That's what I'll say, and then we'll go into that when we get into it. Uh, um, would you like to uh, do? Yeah, he definitely disagrees with that. Would you, would you like, like to, to do the uh, new segment today? Which uh, is you? You show me how to pronounce a word. Don't oh, see it. <laughs> <laughs> Learn Italian. Also, on this episode of Gorenmore, we are going to show TJ how to pronounce words. But first, TJ, how about your slice of life? Oh, okay. Well, the caption's there for uh, whenever we're ready. Uh, <laughs> That's Gabagool. <laughs> That's how we say it anyway. That's the, hey, where's the freaking Gabagool? Or, ca- or Capicol. It is that way too. Okay. Well, guys, as I say every week, podcasts here, podcasts there, podcasts everywhere. I got another little sweet little movie pickup. Uh, I got the Arrow Video Tremors set. Uh, I love it. I didn't get the 4K. I got the normal Blu-ray. Still the uh, 4K scan. So you definitely see the improvements there. Uh, All six movies? No, just the one. Just the first one. Oh, I thought you said it was the... Sorry. It's it's a little box set that includes like the, the new scan of the movie. Then you get like this booklet that has a whole bunch of cool stuff. You get a poster. Then you get like a, a mini poster that shows like an x-ray of a graboid. It even shows the anus and how like the digestive system works. And if you flip it over, it's the city of perfection, population 14. It's uh, in the book, you get like a bunch of postcards and like uh, screenshots from the film. And then you get a coupon to Walter Chang's market. 50% Ooh, off. Of that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, oh, really cool. And the new scan is absolutely fantastic. I oh, mean, dude, that picture you sent was just, yeah. Oh God, I oh, could only really imagine how it looks in, like, legit. Oh, that was hurts. Beautiful. So, I mean, that gets, doesn't get much better than that, especially for a film like Tremors. I got a Vinegar Syndrome order on the way. So it got to Jersey from Connecticut, and then uh, UPS was like, hey, tracking number, you mean dick now. So oh, uh, oh, I'm kind of waiting. Because I took it. Ah, <laughs> I just sneaked it. I got Fade I got to Black. Uh, have you guys ever seen that movie? 1980s Can't, Fade to Black? Can't say I've heard of it, but I've never heard of it. I got uh, Vinegar Syndrome uh, Slipcover uh, 2. Uh, that's the one that has, it's like a, more of the uh, Universal Monsters throwback type slipcover. Uh, and then I got a new replacement uh, cover because of all my Vinegar Syndrome movies. Of all of them, one of them has a blue case, and that's Don't Go in the Woods Alone, which recently got a re-release with a slipcover, but I'm not buying the fucking movie again just to get a slipcover. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's probably a So they just sent you the slipcover? No, you can't do that. You have to buy it secondhand if you want the slipcover, and it normally oh. costs more than the movie at that point. Which is ridiculous. Which yeah. is so, fuck that, dude. in order to appease my mind, I bought a replacement uh, case from vinegar syndrome for three bucks so it's now clear like all the other ones so it doesn't look out of whack <laughs> okay it was just yeah. the one that didn't belong it was like yeah i don't know why that one has a blue case the same with arrow video uh depending on the uh place you buy it from they they put it up in a blue amrac case so fuck hmm. it that's what i don't know do it, but I, that is a very weird decision yeah especially whenever you see like every other arrow releases the white cleared two disc so another thing is uh did I tell you guys that a lot of these Jallo films that I got comes with a CD? No. Like the music oh, CD? Yeah. 
So a lot of them, they come with like where they would uh, have a DVD. So okay. a lot of these companies are opting out to not include the DVD and they include an audio CD that is the soundtrack. You know what? I'm not opposed just, to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, wouldn't be I would rather have that. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't. If you got a Blu-ray or you got the Blu-ray or especially even the 4K, like why the fuck would you ever need that's that? That's almost film and music preservation in a double pack right there. Yeah, actually, yes, it is. Yeah, so you got a double dose right there. Hmm, I do like that. That's a way better idea. So, boutique Blu-ray guys, do it more. And if you do it with John Carpenter films, Chad will appreciate. Oh my it. god! <laughs> Dude, they are busting nuts everywhere on that. Oh. Me. Actually, if You'll they really trained. want to make a mint, the smart move would be for uh, Criterion to do that with their Godzilla films. Ooh. Uh, yes. That would be wonderful. That would be interesting. I've been looking at some Criterion films, uh, Chad. Uh, Videodrome, Night of the Living mm -hmm. Dead, and uh, Dress to Kill. <laughs> yeah. You think so I have them up yet? Uh, Friday, I will. And uh, it looks like I'm going to have to deal with the mono track. Because in order to get the 5.1 stereo track with the uh, Japanese or Spanish release, you give up uh, video quality. It's not a 4K scan of the original negative. So mm. I'll deal with the mono track sometimes. That sounds better anyway. Yeah. Yeah, with the, with the proper sound system, you're really not going to notice that anyway. Does this film have a mono track? Do we know what this film was presented in for uh, the way we watched it? I don't believe so. I thought it was. See, it's hard for me to tell because, like, I have just a base. I have just this big sound bar. Well, yeah, while we talk know. about it, I'll do research, and then we'll talk. Okay. We'll touch on it later. Uh, let's do. So let's get. Hey, the Johnny, show. what what kind of sound bar do you have, buddy? Bose. It's the same. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> this thing is fucking. Oh. You guys have the what is it the 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 the, the solo the solos is that what they're called. I think so. I it does because it's it doesn't have right. the subwoofer or anything. It's got. I mean, you no. can get one, but you don't fucking need it, dude. It's got so much. Yeah, my, my father-in-law so. has the one with the subwoofer. Yeah, I'm like you don't yeah, need it really. No, I mean, anybody knows buying anything Bose is going to hurt you a little bit right from the get go. But I didn't. Well, I didn't pay a dime for it. No, you got it for free, then yeah. I got that was my 15 year anniversary present for uh, when I worked at Fleer. Yeah, they oh, gave nice. us this whole long fucking joke. I think if you go back to Gordon Moore year one, I think he mentions that in an early episode. Honestly, yeah, that's how I know about it. Fuck it, eh? So I think let's get into this week's episode. Yeah. It is yeah. 1980s The Shining, directed by Stanley Kubrick, written by Stanley Kubrick, and Diane Johnson, produced by Stanley Kubrick, and starring Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance, Shelley Duvall as Wendy Torrance, Danny Lloyd as Danny Torrance, Red Rob, Scatman Brothers, <laughs> that fucking name, as Dick Holleran, Barry Nelson as Stuart Ullman, Philip Stone as Delbert Grady, Joe Turk Ull as Lloyd, and Jackson as Dr. Tony Burton as Larry Durkin, Leah Bedlam, Bell, Beldum? Beldum. As Young yeah. Woman in Bath. Yeah. Billy Gibson as Old Woman in Bath. Ugh. Barry Denon <laughs> as Bill Watson. Lisa and Louise Burns as the Grady Twins. Mm. Music by Wendy Carlos and Rachel Elking. Cinematography by John Elcott. Edited by Ray Lovejoy. Distributed by Warner Brothers. Released May 23rd, 1980. Runtime of 144 minutes. Budget 19 million. Grossed 47 million. Ooh. 
And now I got a little treat for you gorehounds out there. The original 35 millimeter trailer of this film. Nice. Roll. Roll that beautiful beam footage, baby. It is your DKB here for another episode of Gorma, and this week I'm here to give you my two cents on one of the greatest horror films of all time, <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Now, I say Stanley Kubrick's The Shining for a reason, and that is he's taking Stephen King's iconic and beloved horror novel, flipped it on its head, turned it into his own goddamn film, and created nothing more than a horror masterpiece. It's so iconic in pop culture now, you see it everywhere. I have to say, the balls on this guy impresses me, you know. <laughs> in saying that, uh, the storytelling is fantastic, uh, but it's somewhat puzzled in itself, and I will point out that the Delbert Grady and uh, Jack Torrance bathroom scene showcases this. Uh, whether it's the dialogue that's clever, it builds tension, uh, but it's very well lit. You know, it's not dark one yes. bit. It's, it, it feels like you're in the sun, and but it still creates that tension, and it, and it it's actually really scary. I don't know if it's whether it's Jack Torrance's acting or Delbert Grady's uh, mysterious presence. You know, we we know as a viewer that he is a ghost, and I think that's that's great. But Stanley Kubrick doesn't like to rub that in your face, and I find that that's even scarier because you don't you can't tell what's real or not. In saying that, um, I have to point out the ambiguous ending scene. Uh, I have my own theories on that, to which. Uh, I will let you come up with. I would love to hear your theories on the ending. Um, I do have it displayed uh, on my arm as a Jack Torrance tattoo that here. Um, no shit. Yeah, I will also point out the cinematography in this film, yep, yeah, uh, is nothing more than basically a masterclass in, like, it's just, it's just showing us simple and effective um, visuals, you know, the way they execute from transition shots to, um, uh, Day and night, interior, exterior, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it's potentially way ahead of its time, I find. You know, um, uh, I, I'm all about character development as well. Um, I'm a sucker for that stuff. You know, um, 
But I think this this is some of the best that I've ever seen in any movie, potentially any horror movie as well. But it's it's due to, to uh, the incredible performances by these actors. You know, you can definitely tell that they feed off each other, uh, and and that to me cap- captures the realism of each scene. Um, but yeah, I, it's hard to believe that uh, this film is from nineteen eighty. Um, and I definitely feel like it holds up on so many levels, even in today's standards of cinema. Um, I, I just think boy. it's a masterpiece overall. I could go on all day talking about this film. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm, yeah, sure I'm going to have to give it a Goremore score of a five out of five. And yeah, nothing more. Anyway, this is your DKB signing out. Um, I hope you're having a great night, great day, wherever it is you're from. And, um, I will catch you next week. Cheers. Yeah. We love you, buddy. Uh, right, we love you, Brody. I loved what he said. Yeah, so that was my doppelganger, Kanga Banga from Down Under, Brody King. Catch him on the upcoming podcast, Lights, Camera, Exploitation, featuring him, Nick Reese from the Big Bad Beetle Bros, and myself coming to podcast <laughs> platform near you. So moving on with today's motherfucking review. Who wants to run this bitch down? I think Chad should. I'll do it. Yeah, it was my pick. I'll do it. Haunted by a persistent writer's block, the aspiring author and recovering alcoholic Jack Torrance drags his wife Wendy and his gifted son Danny up snow-capped Colorado's secluded Overlook Hotel after taking up a job as an off-season caretaker. As the cavernous hotel shuts down for the season, the manager gives Jack a grand tour Uh, and the facility chef, the aging Mr. Halloran, has a fascinating chat with Danny about a rare psychic gift called The Shining, making sure to warn him about the hotel's abandoned rooms, and in particular, the off-limits room 237. However, Mm -hmm. instead of overcoming the dismal creative rut, little by little, Jack starts losing his mind, trapped in an unforgiving environment of seemingly endless snowstorms and a gargantuan silent prison riddled with strange occurrences and eerie visions. Now the incessant voices inside Jack's head demand sacrifice. Is Jack capable of murder? Ooh. That literally <laughs> Capable? N- Willing? Yes. Capable? No. Well, no, no. Yes, yes he, he was. was. Actually, he was. Yes. Never mind. That's right. Take that back. Real quick to comment on the trailer. That gave you nothing as far as uh, story and gave you all shock factor. Uh, you want to know something funny? You want to know how they uh, were able to get all that blood in the Green Band trailer for all audiences? How? They lied to the MPAA and said it was rusty water, not blood. Huh. And the MPA fell for that. Yes, they did. Because they're stupid. Now, wow. now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There might have been a hooker and some token that in that alone meeting too, but I tell you something about the NBAA. <laughs> alone. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, it worked for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I saw that. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm in. All right. So <laughs> we shall discuss this. And you know what? I feel like we've all been waiting to hear Chad's take on this since last week. So, yeah, like I said, this was my first viewing of it, and I'm very happy I did finally get to see it. This was a great movie. Um, I it's hard to disagree with anything that Brody said, he really nailed it. 
as far as the complete rundown. Every, everything was amazing. And it's I'd like to nail and, you. Yeah, you would. <laughs> did you uh, you watch this solo or did the wifey watch this with you? She was in and out. Uh, she watched part of it and about halfway through, she went back and gave uh, Harper a bath, my youngest oh, okay. daughter. So or she missed she, part of it. But has but she she's seen not, it though? No, 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 no oh, we, we've never seen it before. Okay. And she had, she seemed to like what she saw of it. So it might be one that you'd potentially look for if you could pick up. Oh, definitely. Yeah, this is Where? definitely one that's going to get added to the collection at some point. Yeah, I kind of want that one that TJ's got. I like the cover on it, and I know is that the 4K one, or is that just 10? That's just 1080. Yeah, yeah I need to upgrade to the uh, 4K Shining and the uh, Doctor Sleep one. I saw this week that Zavi has some uh, little special box sets of those releases. So if you have oh, really, over, yeah, you might be able to get some uh, really cool uh, versions of those that would look nice on a shelf. That'd be sweet because I have yet to see Doctor Sleep, but I've only heard good things. Oh, Same here. The well, DKB rants and raves about it. So I know Bobby yeah, has as well. So it's probably one of the best sequels, let alone a standalone film, too. Because it ties in both the book of what it's written on, Dr. Sleep, and it ties in the book of The Shining, but it also ties in the movie. It, it, it did a nice combo of both and keeping everything in line combo that's what dr sleep did now what just quick uh what's your thoughts on the six hour miniseries mine yeah i mean i'm assuming you watched it seeing your thing that the miniseries has going for is it stuck to the book that's that's Mm -hmm. pretty much it that's it right no, I felt like that. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched snippets no, here and there, but but like, I, so I haven't seen it since it first aired, so I really don't remember too much. So about like it. with this movie, no. I, I love this movie. I love it as a horror film. It is wonderful. The thing I do hate, though, it's minuscule things. I guess I could say. You made Jack Torrance already psycho before he really should have been. Mm. So well, like, I would I would have liked to have seen him not be like. Because in the five minutes you meet him in that interview, he looks like he's ready to fucking kill you if you say so, it wrong. Okay. And that's is, also is, Jack is that, that's is, that, necessarily... is that really true? Is that really his character? Or is that just our reaction to Jack Nicholson? Because we know well, how okay, no, that's, he, I that, think that's a character. I think it's a little bit of both. I personally think, and this is just my thought, I think it's Nicholson's eyebrows. Because nobody yeah. should be that maniacally like pointing no, all the and time. you're right. See, that's what and I mean. So like, if he was, if Nicholson was your father, even <laughs> as loving as he could be, you'd still look at him with, you'd kind of be like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's really great about his performance in this is he was basically the Joker eight years before he played the Joker. He, he yeah. was, dude. Literally. He so was. He literally was. You want to watch Batman so hardcore after this. Right. <laughs> right. And That's I'm exactly sure, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm sure Chad might have this in his notes. He may not. But half the time when he did some of those takes, he was half asleep. Yeah, because uh, Kubrick is a perfectionist, and they were doing forty to fifty takes of each shot, even more, th- sometimes even more than that. Yeah, there dude, was like, one that was one hundred and forty-seven. Yeah, is that the one where Shelley Duvall literally like cracked? No. It oh. actually is where it's um, Dick Harlan and Danny when he's eating the ice cream. Ah, no, no, I, that's I heard that's actually exaggerated. Um, Nicholson said it only came up to about 45 takes. 
Still. See, everybody else said it was in the hundreds. Hey, this is like the fucking Goldberg streak all over again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, okay, man, so I mean, since we're discussing this, I was going to save this for yeah. the questions part, but I'm going to bring it up now because of the distance between the book and the movie. So my question Which is... I don't know, so... My I, question I is this, and I brought this up to TJ. Did the ghosts... Of the man of the hotel feed his madness, or did his madness feed the ghosts? Basically, so what I'm saying is, did the, did the did the mansion make him crazy, or did his own craziness wake up? Um, all right, so this is going to kind of tie into, I guess, like Brody's question for us, like the ominous ending of, like, you know, what it, what does it mean, all mean, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I personally think, um, fucking scat man, like what he said, dude. I'm the hotel. That's right. Uh, I keep thinking the same thing. So I think the hotel in itself is its own essence. And the only reason I say that is because at least in this movie, and like I said, I haven't read the book and I kind of really want to. Isn't it explored more in Dr. Sleep? Yes. Okay. The only reason I say it is because, and and you might miss it because it is just a quick throw out, but they do say right in the beginning, they're like, oh, by the way, this shit's or this shit was built on an Indian burial ground. And, you know, that's kind of a movie trope where it's like. But but there's also when Danny's sitting there talking to to Halloran and he said, and Danny asked if the place is bad and he's like, no, not really. So well, it's. I, would, I, I mean, along with the question of was it his that brought it out or was I actually think it was a combination of both. Because it happens to him. Mm-hmm. I see. No, I think nobody like Danny can see shit. To you know, but it happened to Jack. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a combination of both. I think it, they met in the middle, and then he just put the switch permanently. See, I figured Jack was kind of more of like I know he almost was like a reincarnated version of himself, and he was just magnet like magnetically drawn to it, like no matter what, like it was always going to happen. And that kind of whole like conversation of like where. I know he doesn't say he was always the caretaker, or does he say he's always the caretaker? He just says he yeah. is the caretaker. No, no, he said you you were always the caretaker. Always the caretaker. Right. So it's just, and then the whole like picture at the end, like he's always he's been there since the 1920s. Like, mm-hmm. so he's just, I feel like in a perpetual cycle of like killing his family, almost as like a sacrifice to the hotel and some like the hotel needs it or for whatever well, it's reason. Also like when he says to his wife when she comes and brings him breakfast, he says, It's like I feel like I've been here forever. Everybody mm-hmm. has right i just love his staring scenes though anytime he's just blatantly just staring out the window whatever man like ah so good tj you've been kind of quiet bud what do you how how do you feel about this like just take it uh, overlook hotel is haunted i think uh jack with his uh a lot of emotional issues just took whatever was there and heightened it to a whole new level and made it menacing and I think that it was just kind of uh, as you've seen him spiral out of control, you've seen the uh, Overlook Hotel equally spiral out of control. And it kind of all cultivates to into that, uh, you know, the maze, ultimately with the maze getting Jack. So you can look at it as the Overlook Hotel fought back. So. Okay. Yeah. I guess I never saw it like that. I just took it as like Jack just got one upped by his wife. See, she didn't experience but. things until it started started getting really bad. 
Yeah. Correct. And it was like literally the last like what yeah. five oh, minutes yeah. her in the hotel. She saw a weird bear soup blowjob and then a bunch of skeletons and which is one of those scenes where even the people but nothing here. like too threatening, but things only happen whenever Jack was equally as fucking fired up. True. Yeah, she didn't really notice the ghost as much. She was just yeah. noticing I her husband. Like the hotel definitely has to be haunted because it is. Yeah. The yeah. Only, that would that would be the only explanation of how Jack would get out of a locked cool. Well, you'll if when you watch Doctor Sleep, you will discover what and how haunted that hotel was. There you go. All right. Well, now you really sold me out, didn't it, buddy? Uh, <laughs> listen. Go buy it. Don't rent it. Just go buy it. It'll be worth it. What's your preferred version? The original theatrical or the extended cut? Uh, extended. I like I like the extended cut. I mean, I love both, but the extended cut, I'll take the three-hour version. Is there a three-hour version of this? Now. I was going to no, no, say, no. I watched Dr. Dr. Sleep. Oh, Dr. Sleep. Oh. Oh, little Sorry. sidebar, little sidebar speaking about director's cuts. Did you see David Ayers trying to push his cut of Suicide Squad? No. no. Oh, I love TJ's face right now, though. <laughs> it can only be a better like, film. He just, TJ just got a whiff of something that he just did not like. Just yeah, it was us having to sit through another version of that fucking awful film. <laughs> yeah, TJ has spoken. Listen, dude, I mean... I'm going to give the second one its chance. I will blindly die on my DC deathbed, but I will not defend Suicide Squad. No, Suicide uh, Squad is terrible. It is fucking terrible, yeah. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Killer Croc, it. give me King Shark. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh. But no, man, this movie... Um, ah, dude, it's just it's great. Yeah. It's premium. I mean, it's exquisite. I mean, I remember watching this as a kid. And it was still just like, I don't know, man. It's probably one of the first horror movies I actually watched. But I actually didn't watch this for the longest time. I just never did. Yeah. I don't know, man. Just watching Nicholson just go down the fucking insane rabbit hole that he does is just, it's a lot to take in. Because <laughs> you're just like, what the fuck? Especially if, like, you know, you're little and there's no context to anything. But. So what else we got, gentlemen? We gonna uh, die behind the curtain here? Oh, we've yes. got some notes. We've got some notes. There's Where a lot of notes. Hit the hot there. points, Chetty. All right. Go. Go. What? Okay. So, so because like Danny Lloyd was so young, and since it was his first acting job, Stanley Kubrick was highly protective of the child. During the shooting of the movie, Lloyd was under the impression that the film he was making was a drama, not a horror movie. In fact, when Wendy carries Danny away while shouting at Jack in the Colorado Lounge, she's actually carrying a life-size dummy, so Lloyd would not have to be in the scene. He only realized the truth several years later when he was shown a heavily edited version of the film. He did not see the uncut of the film until he uncut version of the film until he was 17, 11 years after he made it. So he didn't even know he was in a horror film at the time. So the exact opposite of Corey Feldman. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, getting grabbed through the damn window by Jason Voorhees. A little traumatizing. The idea for Danny Lloyd to move his finger when he was talking as Tony was his own. He did it spontaneously during his variation. I could just imagine all the adults seeing that be like, wow, that's fucking creepy. (laughs) (laughs) 
According to Shelley Duvall, the infamous Here's Johnny scene took three days to film in the use of 60 doors. For the scene in which Jack breaks down the bathroom door, the props department built a door that could easily be broken. However, Jack Nicholson had worked as a volunteer fire marshal and tore it apart far too easily. The props department were then forced to build a stronger door. Just give him a real fucking door. <laughs> you this, imagine him? Yeah. This is great. Sorry. To get Jack Nicholson in the right agitated move, he was fed only cheese sandwiches for two weeks, which he hates. What? <laughs> wow. Like, that's a weird Grilled cheese sandwiches or just like literally just, just cheese on cheese bread? Too. Probably just cheese on bread. I'd be pissed off about that, too. I'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? See, I actually like that. So I'd be like, you got another one? Yeah, but for <laughs> how long? Did, did you say three two weeks? weeks? Two, two weeks. weeks. Bro, you'd be so constipated, man. <laughs> just think about it. You've heard of method acting. That's a method director right there. Like, you know what? Let's just fuck with Nicholson for two weeks. Get him really pissed off. Then we'll film him. <laughs> it hey, dude. Yeah, I mean Kubrick's his own story, you know what I mean? But but Kubrick with Christian Bale. Oh god. God. No. Yes. I want to watch that. I just want to watch that. Give me that. Be great. What the fuck is this? Cheese? And it said melted? What the fuck? <laughs> I will defend Christian Bale's meltdown to the, my dying breath because he was trying to film a very important scene and it was supposed to be a lot. He's trying to put a lot of emotion into it. And this guy was fucking with the lighting and shining it in his eyes the whole time. <laughs> that is exactly why he had that breakdown. Anybody would have had a breakdown over that. Right. You're just like, stop fucking blinding me, you piece of shit. Like, Fair enough. Uh, I still love the Family Guy version of it best, though. <laughs> okay continuing on there were so many changes to the script during shooting that jack nicholson claimed he stopped reading it he would read only the new pages that were given to him each day makes sense angelica houston lived with nicholson during the time of the shooting she recalled that due to the long hours in the set and kubrick's trademark style of repetitive takes nicholson would often return from a day's shooting walk straight to the bed collapse onto it and immediately fall asleep I guess that That's means awesome. no rookie that night. No. I, forgot, I forgot he was married to Morticia, dude. Fuck yeah. That's a lucky man. <laughs> Scatman Carruthers. Uh, so Jack Nicholson uh, suggested Scatman Carruthers for the film. Carruthers had a tough time in this movie with Kubrick making him do over 100 takes for one scene. Crowther's next film was Bronco Billy, directed by Clint Eastwood, who is famous for generally only going with one take. Crowther's broke down in tears of gratitude on his first scene in the film when he realized he wouldn't have to do endless take after take again. I don't blame him. <laughs> nice. Uh, Shelley Duvall suffered from nervous exhaust- exhaustion throughout the film, including physical air- illness and hair loss. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That poor woman. Jesus Christ, dude. The snowy maze near the conclusion of the movie consisted of 900 tons of salt and crushed styrofoam. TJ, what other movie was that used in? Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. That uh, is yeah. the hot snow. Yes, it was reused in this film. Because That's it was awesome. filmed on the same lot. Yes. Ah. Is this Pinewood? It's in here somewhere. I Okay. I don't, I don't, th- I don't think it's Pinewood. Okay. Probably somewhere. 
around there, then, though. I'll, I'll find it here in a minute. Uh, okay. Stephen King was quite disappointed in the final film, while admitting that Stanley Kubrick's visuals were stunning. He said that the surf, it was all surface and no substance. He described it as a fancy car without an engine. Oh. I would have to disagree. I haven't read the book, so... Hell uh, Street no. Soundstage 3. Oh, no, yeah. sorry. That, that's Dagobah. Uh, it, it's in here. It's in here. Okay. Uh, as he lived in England, Stanley Kubrick was not at all familiar with the Here's Johnny line from The Tonight Show that Jack Nicholson improvised. He nearly didn't use it. Hmm. That would have sucked if he did. Yes. Right? That's become such like a mainstream like cult kind of thing with that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. It's what, is it, what, is it in this, what is it in the shinning? The shinning? How's he say? Oh, um, here's First he said, ben. here's Johnny. Don't. Then there's an empty room. Here's Ben. Don't. I'm Grandpa. What, what does he type on the thing? It's like all. No TV and no beer make no home. Beer make home or or go crazy. That's right. <laughs> yes. Fucking <laughs> 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 okay, A. I got to say the shinning is probably their best Halloween episode. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yo, I don't know if you uh just quick side note. Did y'all see the uh paragraph that Brody typed us? Yeah, yeah we'll read that after Chatty's done. <laughs> he, he is right. That is I think that might even be in my notes, but yeah, every time he's talking oh, to a ghost, there's yeah. a mirror in the scene. That was mm-hmm. except, out in, except um, for when he's in the uh the food sure. closet. Yeah, they yeah. point that out in the commentary as well. So yes, there well, that's true things writing there. All right. Uh, despite Kubrick's fierce demands on everyone, Jack Nicholson admitted to having a good working relationship with them. It was Shelley Duvall that he was a completely different director. He allegedly picked on her more than anyone else, as seen in the documentary Making of the Shining and Stanley Kubrick, A Life in Pictures. He would really lose his temper with her, even going so far as to say she was wasting the time of everyone on the set. She later reflected he was probably pushing her to her limits to get the best out of her and that she wouldn't trade the experience for anything, but it was not something she ever wished to repeat. Yeah, he was. Very he, this, this pretty much killed her career. She had a complete nervous breakdown. Yeah, because what the hell did she do after this? It was like Popeye. Shining Time Station or something like that. Popeye she did, probably. and she did Popeye, and that was it. Yeah. That's all I, mean, I she, remember. I yeah. mean, dude, she was built for olive oil, so it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kubrick considered Robert De Niro and Robin Williams for the role of Jack Torrance, but decided against them. Kubrick did not think De Niro would suit the role after watching his performance in Taxi Driver as he deemed De Niro not psychotic enough for the role. He did not think Williams would suit the role after watching his performance in Mork and Mindy as he deemed him too psychotic for the role. According huh. to Stanley King, Kubrick also briefly considered Harrison Ford. Uh, huh. research, research is done. Uh, everything's 5.1 stereo. Well, the surround sound audio, but if you live in Italy, you're fucked. You're only getting 2.0. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. Like I but said, we didn't even know, I didn't even notice because of the sound bar. Fun fact, uh, every version of this film is presented in 1781, but the original aspect ratio is 185. One. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we, we uh, have not seen the original aspect ratio of this film yet. Hmm. Interesting. Stanley Kubrick said that having the hedge animals come alive as they do in the book was unworkable due to restrictions and special effects, so he opted for a hedge maze instead. Okay, so I feel like I remember the hedge animals in the miniseries. They tried they pulling that off. Terrible. Yeah, I do remember that. Okay. I see. I like the hedge maze, dude. Like, I don't know. <laughs> 
Whatever. No, I agree. The, actually, the hedge maze, I think, is a better idea. Let's talk about that matte painting shot, huh? Oh, oh dude, the, the zoom in oh, into the transition. Such a great shot. That was awesome, dude. There's only like one other shot that I like that's like that. Can you guys uh, know what other film that's from? Hellraiser 2. Nightmare on Elm Street, part four. Oh, uh, yeah. Ah. That's with yes. the, um, the junkyard. Which is like the that exact. Is boom, boom, boom. Wait, what was that, Chad? It was like the the opposite. Instead of zooming in, it zooms out. Yeah. Hmm. That is true. Okay. Stephen King got the idea for the book while his family was staying at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. Uh, they were the last guests before it shut down for the winter. He saw a group of nuns leaving the hotel, and it got him thinking the place had suddenly become godless. Uh, the King family stayed in room 217, the haunted room in the novel, but room 237 in the film. A fire hose also resembled a snake, which doesn't appear in the movie, but it does in the television miniseries. And King had already been playing around with a story idea about a boy with ASP, so he combined the two plot lines. Uh, no, I have not seen it in theater. Nope. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like Chad's first viewing, uh, I have the Blu ray. What is it? I'd like, uh, to, I'd like to see in a theater, though. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. I would love to if they ever put it out there. Hey, one of these days, uh, when the world's back to normal, we'll have Gorn more live events. So, Woo. yeah. Maybe one day we'll be able to watch it that way. <laughs> okay. Danny Torrance's imaginary friend, Tony, isn't given much of an explanation in the 1980 film. However, in the book, Tony is actually Danny's adult self speaking to him from the future. In the book, Danny's middle name is Anthony. Or Tony for short. Furthermore, in the book, Tony is a benevolent imaginary friend who acts as a sort of chance, as well as a sixth sense and a companion for Danny since he doesn't have many friends at school. Tony is also fully, fully visible to Danny as a person. In the film, Tony is invisible and is only a high-pitched voice, which Danny speaks to, which speaks to Danny's parents through Danny himself. In the film, Tony also appears almost evil or a signal that Danny is mentally disturbed, often making Danny pass out or scaring his mother, showing the graphic images and eventually full on possessing Danny, making him write red or wrong on the hotel wall. So in the book and in the TV miniseries, you actually get an explanation. <coughs> that Tony is just Danny from the future. You know, hmm. Brody's huh. combat here elicits a good question. That would be a good sidebar of what is your favorite cinema experience to date? Ooh. <laughs> Shit. Um, Are we talking seeing? Yeah, I was gonna say because this could go like, this could go either way because like seeing an audience reaction or seeing just or the movie itself. Uh experience overall experience. <sighs> okay, so my I don't know if this is gonna count though. Well, maybe it will. All right. So because my Ghostbusters group, I did a movie night at a small theater in town one. Mm-hmm. Uh, weekend so we had three showings two on friday and one on saturday so the saturday one we ended it with me and uh three of my other boys we all suited up and we live acted out the whole end scene while it was playing in front of everybody and everybody was like <clears throat> it was cool because we weren't sure everyone was kind of gun shy about doing it and i'm out there waiting and like everybody in the audience is looking at me and like my boys aren't coming out. i was like come on so I just yelled. I was like, yo, you guys want this? And they're all like, yeah. And I was just like, <gasps> like had those weird little butterflies. We're like, all right. So we fucking went out. We did the whole thing, dude. And it ended up with like everybody standing up and applauding and shit. So I'm going to have to say that one hands down for me. But 
Shout out to uh, Sean Farrell, who says Jurassic Park. Ooh. Uh, mine would have to be... I, just, I literally just had it in my fucking head. What the fuck was it? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, Chad, go. Uh, I was like, fuck, I'm not even ready yet. Well, no, I kind of got it narrowed down to... Uh, I would say... Going to a midnight showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show would be right way up there. Okay. And seeing Avengers Endgame for the first time and just hearing the the, the theater just erupt the time he, when he finally said Avengers Assemble. Because we've been waiting 10 years for that. Hmm. Uh, solo v- uh, viewing one opening day. Really? Yes. Uh, it Chad understands my hype for that movie was unreal. No, it's fine. I, I just, as a boy who has a Darth Maul tattoo, uh, that fucking scene, the moment those legs were shown, I stood up. This was this was story was told in Dubak. Uh, I stood up and I said, "It's Darth fucking Maul," and uh, people kind of looked at me. But uh, yeah, it's fucking <laughs> rad. It's all right, dude. Yeah, you were you were into it, so that's all that matters. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> What you got, Bob? Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. He's grinding them gears. He's thinking. Oh, all right. Um, okay. I was just going into high school. I actually couldn't go to the movies and see it, but I did. When, yeah, when the new Rambo in 2008 came out. Ah! Oh, God. <laughs> now, I say that because... I was, I was a 15. Yeah, going into... <laughs> I went with my cousin and my uncle... I'm 15. I should not be watching this. And the scene where he's got the fucking 50 caliber gun, Dude, and all you just sneezing. It's like it was like it was like playing that game. Um, oh, what the fuck? It was like, have you ever taken you a sledgehammer to, to a people, It was like, bam, 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 bam. all you see is a line of guys just fall down. Like the sound in that theater was fucking phenomenal. And then also. The first time, or the first Star Wars I saw, mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith. Ah, there we go. That's a you fucking bagger. Become Darth yeah. Vader. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck it, Amen. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. Last Jedi is the only film that I've seen three times. I saw Solo twice. So the only movie I saw three times in theaters was Freddy vs. Jason. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've seen any three times, but I have seen a couple of them twice. Oh, I've wait, no, I also saw Blade Trinity three times. So. <laughs> See, can I just sidebar on that? Because you got me down. A, I, do you guys miss old school, like actual midnight releases? Yes. Like that shit's not the same anymore. Like it was, you know what I mean, dude? Like there was an era where like midnight releases were the fucking thing. And that was awesome. Come in at seven. Yeah, fuck that, dude. No, you went Thursday. You were there at fucking eleven thirty, getting all your shit. Hell yeah, midnight release of the oh my God, dude. It looks like uh, the Shining 4K is uh, twenty dollars right now on Amazon for you listeners out there. Ooh. Is there any uh, Doctor Sleep packages on sale? It's a good question. I'll get back to you on that, Johnny. Mm. Uh, moving on. Yeah. Chat. What else do we got, buddy? All right. Uh, the role of Lloyd, the bartender, was originally had to been played by Harry Dean Stanton, who was unable to take the role due to his commitment to Alien. Oh, no shit. He was too busy filming Alien. And I think uh, 
I think the world is a richer place because of it. I agree. I would agree with that. What? What? You say you wouldn't? I said I would. Oh, okay. Oh. Chad just was like, hold on. Fight. Alien, that's a perfect film. Literally, we gave it. <laughs> okay, so Monday, September 29th, 1980, was the night of the annual anniversary show for The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Okay, so this was 10 weeks after the release of The Shining, but most Americans had not seen the movie. Uh, they were aware that it was some sort of horror film that starred Jack Nicholson, and it received great reviews, but most had not seen the film or were not yet aware of any of the details. That evening, when people tuned in for The Tonight Show, it did not start off with the normal theme song and visuals, but for no apparent reason, there was an immediate cut from the normal coming-up-next bumper to a film sequence. There was Jack Nicholson running with axe, Shelley Duvall screaming, the axe going through the door, then Nicholson saying his famous Johnny Carson line, at which time The Tonight Show theme played and the show started. It was one of the funniest moments in the history of television. It also drove another couple of million people to see the movie, giving it an unexpected extended run. Nice. You know, that is advertising. At that its is best. absolutely that is the shit. Sometimes that can definitely kick you in the ass, though. I yes. didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know where you were going with that story because I thought that might have had like a hit. That's awesome that it went with the positive, though. That's great. God. Yo. Happy y'all. What do we, oh, uh, we, all right. So the guys are going to definitely shit on this one. We went and saw, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween too, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I hey, wasn't, listen, even, I wasn't out, necessarily was a, a huge fire, fan of bro, that Don't feel bad. Listen, I love his first one. The second one was still even kind of, I love, like, I'm with I, you, Johnny. I love the first one. The second one. Right. Yeah, I can, I own it. But you know, so do I. <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of feel like men on film. Hated it. <laughs> That's fine. Love it. <laughs> the first the time I saw it, I was like, Ugh. second time. Third the time events take place high. in room two thirty-seven with the nude woman. Did not occur in the novel. Nope. Oh, the nude moldy woman. The nude moldy woman. The know, whatever, nude whatever. Was she a leper? Maybe. Yeah, I guess that was. I, don't yeah. know, I thought she was like rotting away. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, I, I just um, I had no idea. That, that was my take. That was uh, a gore more first for rotten titties. Rotten titties. There we go. The, night, the ones before that were three years. years. Well, well, kind of rotten titties. We've seen full zombie titties, but we haven't seen these this right. weird waterslogged fungus titties that we saw in this film. We yeah, see no, a lot. No. Of, we see those a lot are, of like shower titties and bathtub yeah. titties. Yeah. No, listen, listen. Those are fungi. Fungi titties. The only rotted titties we saw would be uh, Return of the Living Dead. Right, yeah. On the table there. I can feel me rot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so when first released, the film had an alternate ending. After the shot of Jack's body, the film dissolves to a scene of policemen outside the hotel. It then cuts to a scene in a hospital where Wendy is resting in a bed and Danny is playing in a waiting room. Uh, Allman arrives and tells her that they have been unable to locate her husband's body anywhere on the property. On his way out, Allman gives Danny a ball, the same one that mysteriously rolled into a hallway earlier in the film before Danny was attacked in room 237. Allman laughs and walks away, and the film dissolves to the move through the corridors towards the photo. Stanley Kubrick had the scene removed a week after the film was released. I wonder why. I, I, I like to see that. Interesting, yeah. So there was originally an epilogue, and it kind of tied it up, and only like before it got cut. 
George Lucas style, fucking with stuff all the time. <laughs> We're gonna take the guns out and put walkie talkies in. Leave the scenes alone. Uh, <laughs> well, Cooper can't do anything now because so he's true. dead. Okay, and finally, the scene where Wendy is running and sees a room where a man in a bear costume is having sex with the former hotel manager was never explained in the movie, leading the audience very confused as to why it was there. In the book, during a year at the hotel, the manager had a secret homosexual affair with a party guest dressed in a dog costume, which is the closest explanation. Really? Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. That explains a weird scene. I was gonna say I definitely went down this other like Reddit rabbit hole where they were they said in the book it's mentioned that Jack might be slightly pedophilic. And it was something alluding to that. Because it's something to do with um uh what's there is two different theories and like mindsets when looking at this film. There's one where there's like supernatural, and then there's one where there thinks that everything is like a suck fucking double meaning. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've followed this film ever since it was released. There, there is this whole conspiracy theory thread line going, and I didn't really want to get into it. I didn't bother putting it in my notes, but there's a lot of there's a lot of conspiracy theorists that believe that there's a lot of hints throughout this movie that lead up to the uh, possibility that Kubrick helped fake the moon landing. Oh yes, oh, yeah. There's. There's, like, there's so a lot of in-depth stuff, and I did not want to get into that. There's dude, just, that is because uh, a lot of it's so far-fetched that it doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, so uh, on the next episode of Somewhat Supernatural, wait, why is there an FBI van outside my house? Oh <laughs> shit! My God. Hey, I gotta go. My FBI guy's here. What's up? <laughs> Bobby, that's yeah, not that's, till next season. Quit jumping ahead. Jeez. So yeah, that's that's all I got for behind the scenes stuff. There's like a lot of different documentaries and sort of things that you can look up if you want to get more in depth. There's, there's, there's a, a lot. lot. There is a lot. Additional questions. So uh, yeah, how long do you guys think it took whatever, I don't know, studio hand to type out that whole book that said, all work and no play make Jack a dull boy? It took a little over a month. Did it really? There's about 400 pages. I was going to say, because that looked like legitimately a full book. It was. Could you imagine being that guy? Be like, that's what, bro, I'd be rolling the biggest doinks before we're doing that shit. Oh, we'd love to see Johnny's version of that then. Oh, my God, dude. Times like these, we missed our scroller. Well, that would explain why some of it was all there was like you notice like all the typos, and then it was the right like this and then different. Well, I thought it was kind of like that was meant to be a little bit like that. But it was, at the yeah. same time, yeah, dude, I just like I was just thinking about that as like she's scrolling. I'm like, yo, this is 1980s. You're not talking computer or copiers or any of that. Yeah, it was a like typewriter. this was typed yeah. out on a fucking typewriter. Like, fuck, dude. Somebody got paid to do that though, so that's awesome. Yes, sir. Uh, let's see. Oh. I guess this isn't well. How would you guys feel if you if Nicholson was your uh, kid's school teacher? I'd be fucking scared as hell. Because <laughs> they they said that was his uh, previous job. So it's but just kind of like went in de- well, I found out later. Do you? They didn't say why he's not a school teacher anymore. Well, I wanted to know like the drinking. I mean, no. Was it what, actually had nothing to do with the drinking? What, did it say like ever like what grade he taught or anything like that? I think, or? It, was, I think it was high school. 
Okay, so he like got into a confrontation with a, uh, with a kid, and he got violent with him, not due to alcohol though. Uh, the alcohol came after that. Okay, that makes sense. Because that's what I was saying. Like again, which which fuels the theory that the fucking more fucked up he got, the more ghost shit happened. So this right. guy is previously violent. So putting a violent guy. Just feels that energy again. Scoba Steve, come in here, talk about orbs, hop in, be like, hey man, I'll explain how this works. And uh yeah, either way. Right. He has an invite. Steve, if you're not busy, hop on and explain this shit. Hey, can you guys can you guys still hear me? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, because my network connection just went red and it says zero out of ten. Do you want me to uh pop you out and you can come back in? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's all I had for questions. I don't oh, know. Oh, I can't kick you out anymore. That's crazy. Oh, here, just let me refresh that. Yeah, give it a little refresh there. Little, ooh, little refresher. All right, where were we at? Oh, yeah, I was going to go back to the last stream. There's Chad, Daddy. Okay, and that's we're back. Work. All right. Yeah, so uh, format. Uh, Bube? Uh, DVD, 4K. Fucking A. Chad, Prime. Ah, I uh, I went with Voodoo because Voodoo said it had the 4K over the uh, just normal HD. Yes, don't have a 4K. He said uh, Blu-ray upscaled to 4K. Technically, as it went through my player. So okay, yeah. I gotta say, man, if the 4K thing yeah. on Voodoo, and I'm, I don't know if it's actually 4K, it says this, but I had it on the 4K TV, and dude, she looked fucking mint. Oh. Yeah. TJ, like, real quick, is it your player that upscales, or do you have a separate box for that? No, the player, player should upscale. Yeah, the player does the it player itself. Does? Okay. Yeah. I went in the settings, and you can like fucking like change it to like different nice. ver- like to, yeah. There's different settings in there. It's cool. Nice, dude. Very nice. There's also right. dark level stuff, and that makes me really happy because that means you can really adjust the ADR for like mint oh yeah and that's that comes in uh very good useful for these horror films you know <laughs> fucking a so uh douche les douches of the movie jack <laughs> old jackie um, poo yeah i was gonna say you could say the hotel drove him it but obviously we know he had some tendencies beforehand it's jack it's jack anybody yeah. disagree with, with <laughs> le, le i almost want to say that i almost want to say the hotel itself the hotel is the okay, dude. Okay, okay. I like I this. Like I like this. Yeah, this is a hot take. Well, well the thing because it's obvious the hotel is almost like its own entity. It's it's Correct. it's a presence. And it kind of drove Jack to the edge and pushed him over. Like uh did you notice this the shit really didn't start getting weird until he's sitting in the bar spot, talking to the imaginary bartender and says, and I quote, I would sell my soul for a drink. Yep, oh, that and true. that's when everything just literally like hits the fan. And he was at the edge, and then that whole scene with him talking to Grady in the restroom pushed him over. Which, uh, I mean, Brody already talking tapped in, on it, but the yeah, lighting the whole, in that talk- oh. just that whole scene, especially, especially the bright reds, especially the bright reds the in bright, that scene, the white and the red. Mm-hmm. Like that just, now, oh. now, could you imagine acting out these scenes? Because just the way, like. The nice, like they're not overly long, but the pauses in between, like the character speaking, and everything, like just take the music out of that 
And just imagine that dialogue by itself. You know what I was annoyed by? You want to talk about dialogue and shit mixing? The fucking kid shit riding man. the goddamn bike and going on the <laughs> rug in the fucking hardwood. There was like a slight fucking delay on that goddamn track. It annoyed the piss out of me. Really? You didn't <laughs> yeah. like that? No. I didn't. You didn't notice how the sound changed on the wheels whenever he goes over the rug over the yeah. fucking hardwood? Well, yeah, I, I, mean, I noticed like, that immediately, yeah. yeah they, I mean, like, they I don't know, that didn't bother me. Well, I, I just kinda... feel like it's a, like a squirrel nut hair off, and it's it just annoyed <laughs> they, me. They wanted that. I kind, of, I kind of noticed that a lot of times when, especially when it seemed like when Wendy was speaking, like her, you could hear her voice a fraction of a second before her mouth started mm-hmm. moving. Hmm. Guess I didn't notice that. Pieces was dubbed better at this than times. Well, maybe it's just a kind of a side effect of them remastering it. Maybe they it just didn't quite sync it up good enough. It could be. So all I can think of right now is uh the doctor's face when the uh when Wendy's telling him the story of Jack. Oh. She's like, Oh, it's just an accident. And the doctor's just like Oh, yeah. (laughs) There was CPS then, which I don't know if there was in 80. (laughs) Uh, Steve messaged me. He's on his way to an investigation. So uh, he's in a car, so we cannot hop in. Be safe, uh, Steve. Yeah, be safe. We've played enough phasmophobia. I hope you have two (laughs) crucifixes to throw. Dude, I forgot to tell that in the slice of life. I dabbled back into that a little bit this weekend. Oh, God. Oh, God. I was scared. I wish you guys were there. <laughs> you need your equipment guy. I need. I was hoping my millionaire, Mr. Brody Kane, would have been in fucking yeah. there. i like, yeah, baby, give me the money. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, I haven't tried that new prison level yet, dude, and it, it's it's always yeah, professional. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm fuck ready that. I'm not ready. You're right. I'm not ready for that. Yeah, I need more people wood, baby. We're the Tanglewood professionals. <laughs> <laughs> we clean shit up. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Do uh favorite kill? Uh well oh we only technically got two deaths. The two little girls yeah. that you see that on the right. Yeah, yeah, that's that up. yeah. I'm gonna have to say that one just because of how like horrific it really is. <laughs> Fucking A. Uh best scene, uh rusty water for me. Well, that whole sequence is nice. Th- that includes the rusty water. Yes. I kind of want to say the whole third act, but really what r- really sold the movie to me was the whole conversation between him and Grady. Dude, that was great. That was I actually rewound and watched it twice. Just that. Did scene. you? I did. No shit. I would have to say when Jack finds Wendy going through his papers and they start, you know, she starts the breakdown going up the stairs. Or he, yeah. Going off. Yeah. Dude, see, that's definitely where you get a little fucking joker on that stairwell with yeah. like the tongue lit flicks and shit like that. I, of my life. I don't want to hurt you. I just want to bash your fucking brains in. You, you even saw a little bit of it when he, when she just came in to ask him if he wanted something to eat when he's writing very early in the movie. Yeah. And he had a little bit of a breakdown. Oh, yeah. When he's like, when you hear me typing or you don't fucking hear me typing, whatever you fucking mm-hmm. do. My wife looked at me. She's like, if you ever talk like that to me. And I was like, well, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> It's like, don't fucking interrupt me then. Right? <laughs> like, you know, I'm trying to write my novel. If you hear me down here podcasting, yeah, do exactly. not fucking interrupt me. <laughs> uh, 
you know what? Actually, that should have been one of our big questions. Gentlemen, do you think you could do this? Five months of seclusion in a in a hotel. I'll bring alcohol. Motherfucker, we just did like a whole year in pandemic. What are you talking about? Right? <laughs> no, I know. But I'm I just mean, saying like... Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. That means I could bring anything I want with me, right? Lifted weights? He's going to come out looking me. Like, I know DJ and I would have to supply up hardcore for five months before we went I mean, to the As long as I got my weights, my guitar, my horror movies, all my shit, dude, I'm set. Yeah. Okay, are we and talking, I, could we do it today, or could we do it in 1980? Oh, 1980, I'd probably be screwed, but I think I could do it, yeah. actually. I mean, you still had TV. But no, and you know what you do? Yeah, until, until the weather knocks. No, no, if it were me, 1980, with me, get four people who can play uh, instruments, make an album. Sounds like Go a horror right. Make an album. See, that's me. Like, I'd be like... I know I could do it. Let's do this. When we're done, we got it. There you go. I think I could do it. I would like to think I could do it. It's, dude, especially like if it was now times, if you just gave me my switch and like, yeah, I'd be good, dude. If I got a good yeah. supply of bud and games, I'm good for five months. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd be able to do it. I know. No, actually, no alarm for five I months. Know. Oh, I my know. God. That'd be amazing, dude. Fat dabs and goblin soundtracks, baby. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so uh, opening. You're about taking. A, you're worried. You guys are worried about taking a weed supply. Just fucking grow your own while you're up there. There we yeah, go. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, there but you, you only got five months, dude. I mean, you can't turn it. I mean, wow. You better become a botanist, baby. Yeah. See, that's a fast turnover. Unless you already oh. got it pre-planted. Uh, so. Somebody told me that the opening scene, since we're going to discuss it right now, is used in Doctor Sleep as well, but uh, CGI enhanced. A little bit, yeah, just a little bit. I, the whole uh, panning over the mountains. I heard they literally used the same exact scene, but modernized it. They just put CGI over it to make it look like it was modern day. Yeah. Really? And yeah. The, the opening scene for this movie certainly sets the mood. Dude, I love it. It's one of the best, and like. I'm Go jumping on, I'm ahead. I'm jumping ahead. The main theme soundtrack, beautiful. <laughs> uh, beautiful. Yeah, opening scenes fucking mint. So mm-hmm. I mean, we've got we get in a lot of horror movies, man. We get this a thousand times over and over again, or you get an amazing nice pan shot mm-hmm. of just to show you like how far away they're out. Modern you know day, I mean? this would be drone footage. Oh, Easy. absolutely. But this, this was a helicopter. <laughs> like, and it's, here's a little fun fact about that. Stanley Kubrick was not in the helicopter. He does not like flying or did not like flying. That was shot by a second unit director. Nice. Well, he did an amazing job because I, it's, it's one of the best, like, I don't know. It's, the, it's one of the creepiest openings. <sighs> it's not, it's not even creepy. It's a distance away. Right ominous music when you see the hotel you're like <laughs> i can see what bobby's getting at because it's kind of hinting at this the whole seclusion that uh, you're going to be well, seeing that, later and, on right and that's my favorite part part of it is just like and it's, it's not short it's or anything. right you get it, it it's i don't feel like it's overly long but it's not too short like it gives you a good like holy fuck man like you get a solid five minutes of it and then you're like all right now we're at the hotel uh, you just explained sex. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes it be that way. 
I'm gonna take Paper. that fucking audio clip out, and I'm just gonna put it over it and slow it down. <laughs> Do it. Do it. The five, and then five minutes, you're done. You're back to the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> You pay for an hour. You got four. You got fifty-five to go. What do you want to do? Let's play some Mario Kart. <laughs> oh fuck it, eh? Uh, anyway, best, best tits, hottest girl, best dick. Well, the girl before she got mummified. Mm-hmm. You mean the young version, not yes, old, young r- not old moldy. No, no, young hey, how about that sweet artwork on uh, Halloran's friggin'? I was gonna say, I'm gonna wall, say, yeah, I'm gonna say five foot afro chick above uh, <laughs> the big Halloran's afro. TV, man, because she was just. Mm. <laughs> I want that both of those, great. dude. I want both of those posters, man. I'm sure somebody makes them somewhere. Look for the foreshadowing in the opening scene with the hearse. Yeah, there's a hearse. that is that is true on the side of the road. Yeah, there is oh. on the left-hand side whenever they're driving past it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Fucking A. Fucking right. A. Like I said, there's a whole other like, mindset where you can look into this movie a whole other way, past the supernatural stuff. Like There's yeah. even like things like like coloring of hallways and what they mean. Like There's a whole like mindset yeah. where Jack actually choked uh, Danny, and it wasn't the ghost that choked Danny, so... There's a whole fucking yeah. There's a whole another world. Yeah, there's a whole lot to this movie. So, score yes, wonderful, fucking mm-hmm. a, fucking beautiful, mint. Some of it uh, felt like Scarface at times, but uh, I think that's a product. <laughs> product of the times. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Scarface came out like a year after this, though. Did it? Two. Was it eighty-two? I thought eighty-one, but I think it's eighty-one, but I could be wrong. I don't. I would not know that. I don't hmm. know shit. I don't know anything. Uh, <laughs> best song was the main theme. The ballroom song. I'll say the ballroom song at the yeah. end. I like fucking thing slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite character. Nobody. Uh Jack. Yeah, he goes hard. I mean, he's he might power. be the douche, but dude, he's definitely like he fucking sells it. Anybody else wait for Olaf to pop out at the end when Jack's sitting there and they do that shot? Oh, God. Thank you, uh, Facebook and the memes. (laughs) Oh, fuck. No. I liked liked Halloran. I liked Scatman Carruthers. He was pretty cool. I liked liked him. I mean, I want to know what he does. I just want to see his movie not horror style, like just his life in Florida. Well, um, John. John. Yo, to our man Dick Haller again. Oh yeah. I hope he's surrounded by like a bunch of like Afro fucking angels, dude. Right. Like that would <laughs> be like fucking that, phenomenal. We'll see him again. All right, you watch Doctor Sleep. I will. I want to. We have to. We have to now. I know, right? You've sold me. So, so we on? Yeah. scary. Yes. Yes. Fucking yeah, terrifying. I would say yes. Yeah. Especially uh, with, you know, all the shit that's been happening. Yeah. Just I feel just that one scene alone where Jack is uh telling Danny that he loves him. It's just so that's tense. That was so creepy. Dude, and you're just the whole time you're just like, I feel so bad for this fucking kid. <laughs> like, could you imagine just even acting that scene out with just looking at Jack Nicholson the whole time, like not wanting to cry? <laughs> 
Uh, oh my god. Uh, hold up, hold up. Does that hold up today? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I right, was dude. classic from old Kubrick. Yeah. Uh, next question we're not going to answer because it goes without saying. And uh, cinematography. Uh, fucking A. Yeah. Great. This, this rivals the great Dean Cundy. It does. Oh, yes. It does. I'm not, I can't even dispute it. This is, this is a very close second to uh, the works of Cundy. Uh, did, did Matt purposely take the screenshot of Dean Cundy and share it in the group because it was Dean Cundy, or was he just watching Tales from the Crypt and just share the fact he was watching Tales from the Crypt? I, I think know. it was Cundy. Okay, okay. I think, that I that think was Cundy. my guess. That was my thinking. Okay. I was hoping it was a coincidence, but you never know. You never fucking know. So, uh... Yeah, cinematography. Anything that you guys want to talk about? Any scene in particular? I mean, other than already mentioned matte painting scenes and other things. Did, that, did anyone else notice that the color red was shown in literally every scene of the movie in some way, shape, or form? I was going to say, I feel like a lot of orange was in this movie. Orange, yes, but there was red everywhere. Uh, really? if, I had to, if I had to pick a specific shot, uh, I would have to say when. Um, Jack is walking down the hallway towards the ballroom. It shows mm-hmm. like when he's like doing his little tweak out there. Yeah, when he's having that little tantrum moment. Yep. yep. It the mustard hallway. The, it shows the power of the hotel, not necessarily over him, because it's so big. Now, in the spectrum of the other mind of the movie, that scene where he's doing that with his hands signifies with the mustard coloring signifies that he choked Danny because really? right because right before that was the scene of Shelly freaking the fuck out right and that and then it cuts to that and he's sitting there and he's working his hands and I guess there's something with the coloring of the walls mixed with his movements that for some reason there's a psychologist fucking look in this that that, that signifies he was the one who actually choked Danny I'm gonna call bullshit on that yeah I don't buy that because I, yeah. I just feel like because she accused him, that just helped push him more over the edge to where again, there's people that oh yeah, I'm not just right. I mean, like Chad said, dude, there's people that think this movie lead to the fact that mm-hmm. you know, moon landing shit. Yeah, <laughs> to- it, there's a lot of shit behind this movie. Like as much as Chad said, you could add another three, four pages to it. Oh, yeah. And and just keep in mind, Kubrick was a genius, so he knew he knew exactly how to keep people literally about the snow years came out. The snow used in this movie was from a different planet. That's how crazy it was. So, like, <laughs> not only that, it, it was he went there, there and got movie. that shit. Yeah. And after this movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark, was made on the same stage. Is it L Elstree? Elstree? Elstree, yes. Elstree, okay. Sweet genius. That's it. Uh, well, we're on premise. It was actually one there, Bobby. Premise. This, this actually it's even uh, delayed the start of Raiders of the Lost Ark. But- ah. There's a name for it. There it is. We're not going to say it because we're not getting uh, banned. Uh, <laughs> yep, we know better. We, uh, yeah, we've had the the old fucking PC police come after us. We know better. Mm. Uh, Premise, absolutely. Yes, fucking Loved fantastic. It. Man's descent into sanity with some supernatural elements. Oh, Perfect. Yeah. Some supernatural elements is a fucking haunted some. hotel. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. 
let's be honest. Did do you really think Nicholson needed Ghost to kind of just tweak no. over the edge a little bit? No. He could have probably just had legit cabin fever and it could have had the same fucking thing. Well, even the, even the been guy at the beginning said, you know, cabin fever could potentially be. Right. Yeah. What was the role that Nicholson did prior to this, Chad? Cuckoo Nest? No, that was 60s, wasn't it? No, no, that was 70s. Was it 70s? Uh, I think, yeah, it was just before. I, yeah. that Actually, he did that, if I'm not mistaken. I think Scatman Carlos uh, was in that with him. Yes, he was. He was the night manager. I'm mm. looking it up right now. And, uh, for this. You know what's awesome is like we. This isn't just the only uh, Jack Nicholson movie we have this year. Uh, uh, going we- south. And that, I think that's Bobby's pick, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That's Bobby's yeah, werewolf. It pick. is. Yeah, never saw it. Can't wait. Uh, well, I read reviews about it, and at the time they were doing that was when they wanted to do the Marvel or not Marvel. Monsters uh, Universe again. They wanted to revamp them, yeah. mm. so that was a revamping of Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad, yeah, 1978's Going South with Christopher Lloyd and John Belushi. Oh, so he did a comedy. Oh shit! Yes, so he went from yeah. Due to the lack of men after the Civil War, a small Western town allows a bachelorette with ulterior motives to save a horse thief from the gallows by marrying him. They must deal with the old gang and sheriff in the bank to each other. So, yeah. I'd watch it. <laughs> Actually, I would too. It's got John Belushi. And Christopher Lloyd. Yep. Bobby, I was just going out for that. Have to watch it. Oh. <laughs> Look, you were like putting your hand on what the camera. how relaxed like, he looks sitting there leaning back. Right? My lower back's a little so I'm trying That's to... That's what see. happens when you don't wear pants. Anyways. Hey, easy underneath there. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, gentlemen, we are on the uh, triple R. I feel like I know how rewind. this is going to go. Rewind. rewind. Don't even right. Yeah, we're going to rewind this for days. Rewind it for days. And if anybody rewind remakes it, it well, no. you know, that's going to be our next t shirt. Rewind it for days. Yes. yes. It should be. We say that every week. Rewind say, we've only been saying it for three years. <laughs> <laughs> we've been saying it for how long now? Okay, boys, rating time. What's up, the old camera? Well, camera, calendar, ca- calculator. Fuck, I need to quit smoking. Okay, Bobby. There you go. Nope. <laughs> uh, 5.0. 5.0. Okay, uh, Chad? You know what? Given that this is my first first time watching it, uh, yeah, it's a five for me, buddy. This is a perfect okay. move. Uh, John? Oh, dude, it's five for me all the way. Yep, this is another five. It's hard to argue that. It's a classic. Yeah. yeah. And even like Chad just said, for his first viewing, like, you you know what I mean? Like, and is it weird seeing something like that where you've seen all the references to, you know what I mean? Like, you've essentially probably seen the movie before seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, taking it in. But that speaks ways as Kubrick's work. I think all of Kubrick's works like that. Right. I mean, just think well, about it. before this, he did The Clockwork Orange. And full, and then uh, go, he would go on to do Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. So two thousand one before this, yeah. So yeah. This, anything the guy touches is fucking. Dude, I haven't watched Space yeah. Odyssey in a minute. Holy shit! Dude, that was college. Time. And I love me some Full Metal Jacket. Oh, I've been done it. I've seen that. What's next week? Next Chatty? week is Bobby's pick, okay. which is 
Final Which Destination. Final Destination. Uh, I go into the nineties. The Return of Tony Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm sorry. This is in nineties. This is technically two thousand, isn't is it? Is this uh, the first Devin Sawa movie? Is this is it Devin Sawa? Yeah. Okay. It is Devin Sawa. Okay. Because we haven't done Idle Hands yet. Which oh is my best god, film. dude. Are we doing Idle Hands? <laughs> I don't think that's on the, on the list for this year. I don't think so. No. I don't think anybody picked That technically is a zombie movie. Oh, yeah. I would give it. Yeah. But that could also go under our funny comedy movie. Yeah, it could go under the dark. Yeah, I don't, it's not on here. So uh... Maybe I'll swap hmm. Dead Heat out for that. Yeah, let's keep it as an alternate because there's always a chance that uh, one of our movies isn't going to show up on any streaming platform. Through that, a.k.a. Near Dark. Oh, that was yeah, amazing. <laughs> well, I thought I had the Blu-ray. <laughs> Fuck you, Hulu. <laughs> Fuck you, Hulu. Goddamn IP restrictions. So much stupid shit. Fuck it. But yes, uh, next week will be Final Destination, which you could find it on pretty much all your platforms. Yeah, Prime, Google, 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 Google Play Movies. Uh, if you have Cinemax, which I don't know who does, but yeah, if you're subscribed uh, to that, you can get it on there. I will apologize. It'll probably be a while or at least till next year before we even touch on a sequel to those. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that means we won't get a chance to review Dr. Sleep until next year. Yeah. Sure that. But I'll watch it before that. Yeah, but dude, like we've mentioned in the last few episodes, man, our year is stacked. It is. Yes, it is. Like, it's a good year. If you like Romero. We're doing as much Romero this year as we did Carpenter last year. Yes, yes. Oh, we do a lot of Carpenter last we year. So now that we- that was year. unintentional, too. It's okay, though. It's okay. It's Everybody okay. gets their due here. Right? <laughs> Everybody gets their time to shine. Uh, that's, I'm just going to pray that next year's Argento, baby. Ooh. <laughs> Argento and Fulci. There we go. Our, there We're gonna go, go full time next year. Don't we have some? We have some. We have zombie, and I think that's the only one. But yeah, I would love one? To I thought do. TJ threw a couple on it. Maybe it was more. I, would, I would love to do his apocalypse trilogy. Interesting. We should do a Dawn of the Dead uh, or Case of trilogy. Cut. Sorry. Uh, review. A Dawn of the Dead what? Dawn of the Dead Argento cut review. So we can do technically do zombie two. Uh, <laughs> we could. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Because it's a different film, you know. Absolutely. Or so at gentlemen. least uh, comment on it. Did you see that? Uh, I'm sure you all saw that sweet HBO uh, leak for all the new movies coming up. Oh, yes. That's I mean, actually not a leak. Well, I know it's not. I'm sorry. Yes, it's not a leak. HBO put it out there purposely, but yeah, it's, it's on the little snippet of all the new movies coming out, which. Yeah. Dude, King Kong versus Godzilla and Mortal Kombat are definitely well, the top two. Did you see two. that that got moved up to March now? It did. What? Yeah. Godzilla King versus Kong. King Kong, March 26th. Yeah. Oh, you motherfucker. Is that going to. No. We're only, we're only two no, months no, away. No, 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 no. Hold on. I wonder. Because I feel like that was. I think that's the same day Afterlife was supposed to drop. Hmm. I'll have to look into that. What'd you say, March 26th? Yeah. Did you see that the original writer of Ghostbusters watched uh, Aftermath? Yeah, I Reitman, it? the original yeah. director, yeah. I mean, hey, it's his son's, you know. I'm sure he feels a little bit more t- close to it seeing it's a true, son's True, like, true, true, true. But, you know, 
Maybe it's going to be a tearjerker. Maybe we're all going to fucking still, cry. Yeah. I'm still I not sure how much faith I put in that and what TJ said last week, though. Oh, two weeks ago? No, I, I yeah. ixed that yeah. out of my memory. No, that's yeah, no. I refuse to believe that. I can't really find anything else about it. <sighs> but I'm happy that you can't. Right. Because I don't want anything. I just want to watch it. The only reason I had confliction with that is because I feel like the toys already spoil it, as most toy releases do nowadays. Yeah. Because it, I could be wrong, but the little girl, they she did have Spangler on her uniform for her action figure. Well, yes, they even showed they showed it in the first trailer too. They, they found so Spangler. now that then again, she could just be like ganking one of Egon's old ones, and it's just gonna be super baggy or whatever. But I guess we'll see in March. Kids are crafty yeah. these days. They could have like hemmed it. Okay, it's very possible. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'd say that's it for this episode of the Gore and More podcast, your favorite horror movie review podcast. And as a friendly reminder that it is part of the Project Louder podcasting network, you can head on over to projectlouder.net, your source for pop culture, and so much more. Beautiful, man. Like merch. Oh, yes, like merch. Are you going to head on over there? Click on that little menu thing. Look at all the glorious options we have, all the exquisite options. Click on the merch. It'll bring you to our uh, merch site. Buy whatever you want. And a friendly reminder that all of it gets donated. And I want to shout out to all of the Loridians that helped us uh, get this new software. So uh, anybody that donated last month and helped us get this awesome software up and running, I appreciate you. Thank you. Because this looks fantastic, and this is definitely an upgrade from what we were using before. Oh, yes. Yeah. It certainly is. Yeah. And the fact that we're streaming to three. I'll work yeah. on more. We could do up to like 30, they said. So I'll work on more. Holy shit, really? Yeah, yeah. I want to get into Periscope. Uh, there's a bunch of different stuff. Interesting. I have no idea what Periscope is. What are Vimeo's on there? I think Twitter owns it. I think so. I think you're right. Hmm. Fair enough. Fucking right. monopolies. Anyway, <laughs> until next week with a review of Final Destination. This is your host with the motherfucking Mars, TJ Bowser, the Lady Arouser. Set it up. This is your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Christmas, saying, "See you next week, bitches." This is Big Johnny D saying, "Keep it wet, Gorehounds." And moist. This is your killing machine, Bobby and Moan, saying, We'll see you next week. Juicy. He's Chad <laughs> <laughs>